1: Hey, Heartbreakers, welcome back to another breakdown bonus episode. I've got your boy, co-worker Justin here. Yeah. Been a while since you've been on the podcast. Thanks for joining. I know you, um, I don't know why I was telling Justin this before we press record. I could have sworn that he was going to have his baby over the weekend. And so I really thought, I texted him. I was like, hey, if you're not, you know, introducing yourself to fatherhood yet, can you hop on in and do an <laughs> episode with me? And you and you were telling me that your due date's not for a couple more weeks, which I felt silly about.
0: Yeah, the well, right now it's 13 more days until, uh, Uh, until the due date. I mean, obviously they might let her go a little longer or it could happen tomorrow. So that's the one thing that's weird about this is like, we've been preparing for this moment and now we're just waiting. We don't know when it's going to happen.
1: For those of you who are new to the podcast, because I know that's a pretty good chunk of you, we've had some new listeners recently. I used to work with Justin back in Florida and y'all have been pregnant for a hot second and you've got a baby on the way. It's so exciting. I can't wait to find out what the name is. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm excited for you to become a father, but really it's all about the name.
0: It's all about the name. I've also realized like nobody, nobody actually cares about the dad anymore anyway. Like, it's all about how's the mom doing? How's the baby? And you don't met. <laughs>
1: to be fair, she is going to push a literal baby out of her hoo I think that that deserves a little bit of concern. <laughs>
0: Yes, I, I completely agree. Um, It, it was really like, not to get too off track, but but we had to go get some tests done, and um, I guess because of COVID stuff, I wasn't allowed back there. So, like, I just had to sit in the waiting room for two and a half hours wondering if the child was coming in that exact moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's nerve-wracking, and I felt horrible because, like, you know, Nicole's going through all this stuff. And yeah. I can't, and at the minimum, I couldn't be there to be like, I will at least hold your hand. Couldn't do any of that. So, have
1: you, have you felt kind of useless through this process? Not in like a mean way, but do you feel kind of like helpless?
0: A helpless and not really sure what to say half the time. You know what I mean? Like, even, even things that are said with what are thought to be helpful intent uh, can come off wrong. So, like, you have to, like, you have to be careful with that stuff. Cause, like, I don't know what she's going through and I could try to help, but all I can really do is just be like, yeah. If you need someone to punch, I'm right.
1: <laughs> you're you're going to be great through it. You're very even keeled, and so I know. I mean, I'm sure the the birthing situation is going to be nerve wracking, but um, I think the best thing you can do is just be there for for Nicole, and that's all that yep. matters.
0: And that's the goal, and, I, and I'd and i like to think I have a pretty strong stomach when it comes to seeing that kind of stuff, so no passing out for me is kind of the goal. Bare minimum is make sure the child exit the hospital alive with the wife and don't pass out. And don't complain about the sleeping situation because nothing that I'm going through is worse than what she's going through. That's the uh, goal.
1: Oh, yeah. Bring your own air mattress or whatever.
0: I just heard a lot of the people were telling me the other day. Might as well.
1: Okay, so let's actually get into the episode. I feel like I've had a lot of really heavy episodes recently where I've just been like emotionally just drained in the editing booth, just kind of like just really going through it. So the fact that we had a nice little hookup story this week was so great. I was like, this is a this is good (laughs) emotional respite for me. So what happened this week is a little bit of small town drama at a gym where this girl was hooking up with this guy. And lo and behold, he has a whole ass girlfriend who actually attends the same gym. And I don't think everybody knew, but there were a couple of people, one of her friends in particular that like knew about this and she's like what the hell like why how did i how did i not know that these people were even together and i thought it, this was so funny because like I have a couple gym crushes at the at the local orange <laughs> food, but i i am terrified to make any kind of move because again if something goes wrong like you can't
0: avoid them well then that well, that or it's like you gotta find a whole new gym you know like you can't those are the places you don't make those mistakes or like hey, back in the day if you had school and you were in class with somebody and you like that person if you're gonna make that move make it in like the last two weeks of class. That way, if it doesn't work out, next semester is a whole fresh start. You don't have to deal with them. Hopefully,
1: I know I need to find a new gem so I have an excuse to actually make a move. But I will say I was I have gotten approached twice by two different people at my Orange Theory class. I feel so adult. Like I got hit on after <laughs> Orange Theory at the Publix that's like nearby. Mm-hmm. And then yes, not yesterday, two days before, like some dude like ran me down the parking lot, and I was like, oh, hello. I was like you. I was like we literally just. Spent the last sixty minutes together, bro. Like you could have said something.
0: Not yeah, nothing more romantic than some dude chasing you down a while you're trying to get into your car.
1: I know horror movie romance. That's <laughs> what it felt like one hundred <laughs> percent. So for you, like let's say you didn't have a child on the way, you see Nicole across the gym. It's like five ten years ago. What are you doing? Are you making the move? How are you approaching her?
0: Oh man, I mean <laughs> I don't really have any game at all, and I didn't back in the day either. Um, maybe it would have been like. A, a comment on something she was wearing or a comment on something she was doing, like situationally address, like make a joke about something or something like that would at least be that intro. Depending on where we are, it's like, hey, can I get you a drink or something? And then we just yeah. talk some more. You know, like I wasn't really the whole how oh, much does a polar bear weigh? You know, like I'm <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that was always kind of like I'm not I'm not doing that.
1: I was making a joke on the air during my day job. I was like, we did this challenge where our our boss um, Bert wanted us to like have a hiccup and I walked into Orange Theory the next day with like a massive hickey that I had given myself. Long story short, used vacuum <laughs> cleaner. And by the way, I do not endorse, it's dangerous. Don't do that because of me. And I like use that as a way to start talking to this guy at the gym and I haven't seen him since. So I don't, oh. think the hickey just ran him off. <laughs> just ran him off. He's like, who comes to this Orange Theory? Like I'm changing
0: location. You got a whole hickey on you You're just coming into the gym. But I mean, I feel like that could go both. Some yeah, people could be into that. Others might be just like, oh, okay, they're taken.
1: I was nervous because then I saw another guy a couple days ago and he was working out next to a woman, which like, to be fair, it's a really small gym. It could have been any woman, but I'm like, what if he came here with his wife? Not not to like stereotype, but I feel like orange theory because it's so cardio based, um, yeah. like typically like more female centric. And so I assume that like if a man is coming, he's coming with his wife or his girlfriend.
0: And 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 it, this sounds bad, too, but I, I thoroughly prefer to be at the gym where there are less females, if that makes sense, because I'm... I am always worried that I'm going to be perceived as looking at somebody or, you know, being that creep in the gym. So I'm always like half the time I'm in the gym, I'm kind of zoned out anyway. And so like I might just be sitting there like staring off into space, like just thinking about how weak I feel like I am. And then like all of a sudden realize like I've been staring at the same location for like two minutes and like God forbid someone's there. You know what I mean? Like I'm always worried about that.
1: Well, that's good that you're worried about it because uh, when there are men at my gym, I always feel like, hmm, is this is a potential creep.
0: Yep. And it's like, like, I don't want to be that creep. I don't want to be that guy on someone's TikTok be like, oh my God, he's looking at my ass, you know?
1: Okay, so the guy, the way this relationship, this hookup relationship ended up happening was he made the move on her. Which I was like, not to be like, okay, it's one thing if she made the move because like regardless he chose to cheat on his very serious girlfriend. But he found her on Instagram somehow, which I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if they were like friends and then you know, they added each other or like, did he find her after seeing her at the gym? We, That's we a ha- little stalkery.
0: We have a little bit of that. Not to give you the tea in the building, but we have a little bit of that going on right now. Wait, wait give me the tea. <laughs> Who is this about? And it's Barbie. I don't think it has to be off the record, honestly.
1: Oh, can we talk about this? This is about Barbie? But who's making the move?
0: So Barbie has been learning golf. My wife works at a the golf place that Barbie is practicing at. And so apparently one of the caddies saw her practicing found her on Snapchat. Snapchat? Yes. And then like Messenger on there was like, oh, we should go golfing sometime. And Barbie's like, I don't even know how you found my Snapchat. I don't even know what you look like because Snapchat's all those like emoji people uh-huh. you don't even see a real person. Wait, But and, it's not sending photos via Snapchat. It's like Snapchat chat. So she said his response to her saying that was a video of himself. But I was like telling Barbie, I was like, finding on Snapchat, that's like a whole level of weird and inv- like it's not even Instagram. It's not even Facebook, like it's just that's such a deep dive, and and I asked Nicole if she knew who the person was. She did, and she said he could be a little iffy sometimes.
1: Is he seventeen? Why is he talking to gr- Barney? Is a grown ass woman, and he's trying to communicate with her on Snapchat. So
0: I mean, that's I guess just how he found her. I don't know. I I don't. I so rarely use Snapchat now, so like I don't understand how it works anymore. I feel like I'm out of the loop. I'm like a boomer in that situation. But like, no,
1: I feel like that too. Like all my high schoolers back in Jackson, yeah, that I was the mentor for. They're like, oh, we just text on Snapchat. I'm like, we
0: have a phone, text. Just text. I know. I don't understand it. That's like the one social media that I still like don't understand how it's around. But but yeah, apparently found her on that and been hitting her up. And she asked me, she's like, yeah, ask Nicole if he's creep. I don't really know what's going on.
1: Okay. well, that was a fun little sidebar um, because (laughs) I didn't I didn't really know how to feel about that. And I can't remember if she specified. I don't think she did. All I know is that he DM'd her and that's how they got into it. Like, how did he find her? You know what I mean? Like, did he have to ask around? I guess he would know her first and last name it,
0: it was at the gym too so maybe there was like a gym photo posted and they tagged her in it you know what i mean <laughs> like uh like a loop around for me
1: because my job is very front-facing i'm like if somebody found me on instagram i don't feel like that's that weird if i worked you know as a teacher or something i'd be like hello i want my privacy
0: like i said for you and me like we're we're, we're kind of like putting stuff out there right like we're trying to be like watch our show listen to our show watch yeah. our social media so
1: anyway this girl ends up asking her I she's like give the tea on this guy like i don't know anything about this man and she ends up asking one of her friends who goes to the gym she's like what's the deal with this guy and she's like oh he's actually shacking up with my friend like they've been kind of a thing since high school we could we could have covered this a couple weeks ago anyway word gets around to the girlfriend and him he goes radio silent obviously because i'm sure the girlfriend was poosed yeah he ends up after eight months drawing this very excessive boundary where he offers her money to find a new gem. He's like, we don't want you here anymore. And she's like... But I like this gym. And she wasn't causing any problem. I think the girlfriend got really jealous because she said that she kept showing up more and being, you know, just a little bit more handsy around her for, I mean, she's trying to stake a claim. I get it. A girls got to do what a girl's got to do. But mm-hmm. literally said, like, can you stop coming to this gym? And we will offer you, I think, $1,100. I know. Damn. It was like eighty dollars a month, and then for like the eight months that she was going, so whatever that added up to, I know it was over a thousand dollars. And he like meets her in this parking lot, and it's like it's like a
0: drug deal.
1: It felt like a drug deal (laughs) to me. I was like, damn, like what kind of gym is this? But I thought it was interesting because I feel like there could be two very passionate sides to this, where there's the side of people who really value loyalty to a major extent, where it's like, well, he was just doing what it took to. Um, keep sure. the relationship alive but then Which, like- but,
0: but, but he screwed that up to begin with
1: but to be fair yeah like it's right yeah. fault. Well- And then there's the other side where it's like well it's a free country you shouldn't have to kick her out of the gym this is her place too i mean she doesn't own the gym but she should still be able to show up and like that be a safe place for her and now it's not it wasn't her fault she wanted to come to this gym and was just hooking up with this guy thinking he was single it's not her fault that he had a girlfriend so i'm wondering like what's your thoughts on that because i'm in the camp of like i can respect it to an extent but at the same time because I know this girl now, and I know that nothing was happening. I, I just want this girl to live because it's hard to find a good gem.
0: The expectation that you that they would just ask you to leave is crazy. I understand from the girlfriend's side wanting to ask her to leave, but like you can't expect her to do it. But also that's why, like from the guy's perspective, you don't you don't eat and play in the same spot. You know what I mean? Like you don't don't mix work with pleasure. You gotta that line should have been drawn way before we got to this situation. So that's more on him and she doesn't have to leave and he's got to deal with whatever decision she makes in that aspect. You know, like, Regardless of if she leaves or doesn't, like it's nice on you to, I guess, offer money for her to leave. But if she doesn't want to, that's that's on her. Although I would say in that situation, because now they've asked you to leave, you're already in a weird, awkward situation that just makes it ten times more awkward. I would have taken the money and just gone. Like I'd have been like, "All right." Well, we'll
1: she know. had no choice in the matter. She was saying that he told her that he had the right to refuse services. I guess in a where this was going down, that's true. She was like, "Well, my best friend's a lawyer. We could have fought it," but like. Like really to what extent you know what right. I mean?
0: what's it was worth yeah yeah
1: like it's gonna be expensive and then also do I even want to be at a gym where people do not want me there and then it's just gonna be uncomfortable like what what am I really getting here
0: and I know like I, I don't think it happens at all gyms but like if it's one of those like one-on-one or one-on-a-few personal training gyms where like maybe the instructor does have to get a little handsy to help you show how you're supposed to do a certain workout or if it's like yoga help you stretch a little bit more like there is a little bit of that touching involved and if if you as the trainer now even though you screwed it up and got it to this situation feel like further helping this person is going to ruin your relationship then it is kind of on you to like switch to somebody else Do you know what I mean and so like if it, there was no other option then then I guess that's why we're here
1: and what's so funny is she's like now that I've had that terrible experience I never want to date personal trainers again And <laughs> then she, but here's the thing she's also now dating a personal trainer oh good and it's so funny how one person can ruin like an entire profession or city. Like if you dated somebody from Chicago and it's like, fuck Chicago, (laughs) and everybody from Chicago is terrible because of Jared.
0: Because of one person, yeah.
1: Literally one person, or like, usually it's like two people. I feel like one person's like, okay, that's an outlier. But then it's like if you if you meet two people from like one city and you're like, wow, everyone from Nashville sucks. Have you ever had like a profession, a city, a country where you're like, it could be anything, romantic friendship, where you've had those terrible interactions? You're like, absolutely not.
0: Absolutely not. No, I don't think so. Uh, not not in like a dating sense. I don't think I, I'm trying to, you know, Nicole and I met pretty much right out of college. And that's like when things kind of get serious in the dating side of stuff. So like everyone I dated before that was either like not in a profession or like working towards a profession so like to me i dated like people that were going to school to be teachers yeah were they a little bit on the i guess the words more wild side yes like that's kind of was always like okay this is weird why are all teachers like this you know like yeah. so like i guess that's that's the only kind of like side of it that i would have
1: it makes you look back on your elementary school experience and be like <laughs> what are my teachers doing post-grad although i will right. say all my teachers were like mom so but See. i know like my friends that are teachers yeah.
0: they girl all mean like, We had a teacher in high school. You know, we're all high school boys. And we thought she was like very attractive. Mm -hmm. And she must have been like 23, 24. And you know she was going out all the time and just coming to school so hungover.
1: Totally hungover. For me, it's not a profession. Well, yeah, it's not a profession. It's like names. Like I feel like I have enough Jameses in my life to be like,
0: that's enough. I'm good. I I don't need to talk to any of you. Although I don't know. Like I feel like you could generally some professions, right? Like based on what they do, if it's more of like a solo profession, mm-hmm. maybe it could be perceived that they're more selfish, right? Where they're not working with a team in the word sense. So maybe they'll be less able to do it in the house.
1: Yeah. Or well, so there, are, there are professions that are statistically more likely to cheat on you And based off of my I feel like this is a research project, this entire podcast. Yeah. Every profession that I know that some of these exes have done have confirmed that and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I will stay away from X, Y, Z. Well,
0: well, and that's like, you know, like they say in radio, like the the divorce rate in radio is like very high. It is. Apparently. I don't see that. I don't see you ever getting a divorce. I don't think I would ever get a divorce. I mean, look, you don't plan those things. I would take an educated guess that you and Nicole are probably good. We're we're lifers. But like I could see because the job can be at times very demanding of your time, Uh, weird work hours or having to work events or go to con to make appearances like that could wear on a family dynamic, especially once kids are involved, which is, you know, something that that we will have to address and, and figure out. Mm-hmm. Are you worried about that at all? I am worried. The I guess the way to, to explain this is I am worried that it'll be perceived that I'm not trying as hard at my job anymore
1: there will be an adjustment period. Right. I want to make you sure. You know
0: yeah. how I'm always in the building. I'm always grinding it. I, like that's the part where I was doing that because like Nicole worked weird hours too so I didn't have to be home. Now she's going to be home. Now there's going to be a baby at home like I'm going to want to get home. And so like yeah. that's the part is like I'm still giving you guys 100%. It's just that before I was giving you 175%. That 75 is going towards family life.
1: But the difference is people will know that you have I, a baby. Maybe three years from now people are gonna be like okay get it together Justin and I think people will give you some grace and don't be hard on yourself either because I'm going through that right now too mm-hmm. where it's like I feel like I have all these excuses why I'm not like at the top of my game and I'm like I like, I need to shut up like I just started a new job two months ago I'm gonna be if fucking bad at it
0: for a little bit just figuring it
1: out okay last question so she eventually gets out of this situationship relationship and we were talking about like some of the things that have triggered her in new relationships for example the hookup guy that she was having a situationship with he would always tell her that he was busy and blah 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 blah, blah, and all that bad stuff and so now she's like anytime new guys that I'm dating say they're busy I get like really freaked out can you remember anything that was like kind
0: of a sore spot for you? The last person I dated before Nicole had really bad anxiety about certain things it was kind of I would guess I would categorize it as social anxiety it feels like at times okay and so Nicole who doesn't have that I was always like prepared for the meltdown or the freak out or that that moment where I would have to like fix the situation or try to make it better and I think that bothered Nicole she saw it as like overbearing in a way mm. where like we would be out and would be like every like five minutes hey you alright you good you good she's like why are you asking me if I'm good every five minutes mm. and then I realized like in the back of my mind is like well because last time last relationship I had to ask that and make sure we were good and we didn't have to like Irish goodbye everybody because you were getting overwhelmed by the amount of people sitting at our dinner table. For
1: me, um, the last person I talked to, it was like a slow fade. It turned into a ghost, but it was definitely more of a slow fade than a ghost. It wasn't just Mm -hmm. hard like, and so
0: uh, we call that a dissolve in the video. (laughs) Slow dissolve.
1: (laughs) It was a cross dissolve. That's what it was. And so for me, I see that being not a trigger, but it's definitely going to be something that like, if it happens, I'm going to be like, this is coming to an end. Oh my God. Right. Like to Taking a long time to respond, not that I even really care, but taking a long time to respond will- is a little bit, is one for me.
0: I, I noticed I was like that where if I had to like triple text somebody and I didn't, didn't hear back and Nicole knows that. So now it's like a running joke. If she's busy at work, Hey, we got to pay our bill for this. And then it's like, Oh, also, what do you want for dinner? And then like, she's just busy. And then I have to triple text again. I'm like, you know, I'm going to, uh, now I just turn it into like, I've just had to triple text you. I'm not responding again until you respond, <laughs> and she'll be like, Oh my God, I was, behind the counter today i couldn't talk like what do you want from me it's a
1: nice and short and sweet episode it's nice to just sometimes talk about like the light-hearted stuff we just had a lot of heavy stuff going on of... i think sometimes it's important to talk about like just like the crappy dating situations too because that's like also a really valid awful dating experience that i th- feel like so many people can relate to especially me right now where i'm just like in the middle of 20 something dating hell i'm glad we got to chit-chat about those it was great to catch up with you co-working justin
0: Yeah, I feel like you would enjoy the hell. If you haven't done this already, so if you have, I apologize. But I think it would be very interesting. I don't know if it's a therapist or who, but a conversation with somebody about the effects negatively Mm -hmm. of of online dating, tindering and hinge and all that stuff, like the negative about it.
1: We should totally do that. So we've talked to a lot of therapists and some of my favorite episodes are with people who are like experts in specific areas. Like my most popular bonus episode that I've talked a lot about on like the Burt show this week is the episode I did with Lexi and Mac and Murphy, who's that genetic scientist.
0: Like you're more likely to cheat. Yeah, like or yeah. like a psychologist because I feel like, again, I am not. So like I could be way off, but I feel like when you are in the mindset of I am looking for somebody to have a relationship with and your, I guess, quote unquote, gratification is as quick as a yes or a no. Mm-hmm. I feel like that puts you in a mindset that in the real world, you can yes or no it right away. It's either yes or no. It's black and white. Like, yeah, I, don't know, I could be wrong, but I feel like that like psychology or something about that might be might be a good episode for you. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll probably have to talk to somebody about it, period, because I'm doing this segment on The Burt Show where I'm talking about it tomorrow. So uh, it'll be the next day. So I'm sure about it. I'm sure that people listen to this. They yeah. will- Segment, But I'm very like efficient when it comes to dating where I, I honestly like I am a very good judge of character and I do feel like I know exactly what I'm looking for. I just need to find this person. But I think in the meantime, I do need to be like more open minded. So... I'm going to start this dating bingo card where people have to create, people have to tell me like an archetype. Like you need to date somebody who went to UGA. You need to date somebody who comes from a different background as you. I do think I have a very specific idea of what I'm looking for. Not because I think it's wrong, but I just, I think in, when it comes to like online dating and stuff,
0: you got to like broaden your
1: horizons a little
0: bit. Well, and, and I think it's one of those things where putting it back to say a job interview, <laughs> when someone asks me, what do you do for your job? I am not a good salesperson in like promoting myself. Most guys are bad at marketing themselves. Right. So like you would ask me, what do you do for work? I'm like, oh, I work in the radio. Well, you know, that's like so broad compared to the millions of things I'm doing every day. Whereas I don't know, maybe it could also relate to it in in dating is like, you know, when you're having that first meeting, I'm not going to give you the whole book. I'm just going to give you some chapter bullet points. And if you make a decision off that, like you're saying, you're making assumptions off somebody. Maybe you haven't gotten into the, the full reading of Those chapters and and been like, oh, that actually is something that's pretty cool that I thought I would write off right away. So I don't know, maybe there's something there. No, one hundred percent. And um,
1: I just that's why I don't really want to meet somebody on an app because I think people are so different in real life. And I think a lot of the guys that probably swipe left on me wouldn't swipe left on me in real life. Or I mean, maybe I wouldn't be their first choice in a bar. But like, I I feel like I I would be a an option that they would consider. That right? Yeah, a dating app. I'd be an easier no.
0: I think it's one of those things where like I feel like I got very lucky not having to do much dating app. i think i started talking to nicole when tinder came out so i had one but like immediately deleted but it was one of those things where i was always very aware of like i'm not the the chiseled six-pack bro frat dude that's gonna be shirtless in a photo like i always felt like well i'm not gonna get that immediate yes i'm gonna get somebody that's gonna look at it for a second and be like "Mm." depends on how many drinks you've had no i always felt like that would be you know again from the psychology side maybe a little negative for the psychology if you create an app and then you only get like one swipe right in the first 10 days like that can be an ego hit that maybe you don't want to have
1: we'll definitely dive into that more i'm sure in the next couple weeks but thank you coworker justin for coming on y'all for listening i'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next